Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Here's why you should continue listening. Last week, we kept it real. The ladies, they discussed both the joys and the struggles of being single, and they listed practical yet powerful ways that singles can maximize their season of singleness. And in today's episode, Living Single Part 2, I'm bringing on the fellas, and they're going to give us their side of the story. So allow me to introduce my buddies, the panel. Joining us from just outside of St. Louis, we have Jeffrey V. Deli II, who's a leadership consultant and a pastor as well with a consultant business called REACT, R-E-A-C-T. He partners with ministry, organizational, and business leaders, equipping them to respond to the needs of their local community, their regional partners, and their global audience. Welcome back to the show, Jeff. Free. What's up, guys? Hope y'all are good. Paul, thanks for having me on once again, man. It's been a minute. Most definitely, man. Speaking of, I say welcome back because he was on episode 27 of season one titled Finding Purpose and Pursuing Your Calling. And the brother had a lot of good things to say. And so I'm going to leave that link in the show notes. And I want you to go check out that episode as well. Now joining us from Tulsa, Oklahoma, but he's originally from the one and only Magnolia State, my home state of Mississippi. We have Lee Scott, who's a speaker, a vlogger, a creative and a leadership coach. He also has a podcast called Leading with Lee that talks about all things leadership. So welcome to the show, Lee. All right, thanks, bro. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm truly honored to be here. I'm blessed to know y'all too, man. So that that uh, admiration go both ways. And so, fellas, we're going to get it right into it out of respect for my dear listener and their time. We're going to get into the content at hand. And um, Lee, we'll start with you. I want to start this off on a positive note. And I want to ask you, like, what are some of the joys of being single? And just to be clear, when I say single, I mean not married because I understand that you're dating and I want nobody to be mad at me. So what are some of the joys oh, yes. of being single? <laughs> Great question. Um, and same to you, Paul. Thank you for having us. Um, so one of the joys I think of being single is there's a recognition that you have the time to do things that you want to do. You know, I think a lot of times people uh, fail to realize in the process of singleness, it is not an indictment to say that something's wrong with you. It's actually an opportunity for you to actually accomplish some things that you may not be able to accomplish in relationship. Um, and so that's one of the joys of being single. Another joy of being single is it gives you an opportunity to really self-evaluate and um, think through and actually uh, analyze where you are in your life. Because I think a lot of times when people, they a lot of people think that it's a problem for them to be single, but actually it's, it's, it really is an opportunity. You may or may not get that opportunity again. Um, you know, right now in my relationship, you know, dating my amazing girlfriend, Bree, um, she's great. And I, I love Bree so much, but, and I also realized that there are some things that, that I've learned over the course of time before dating her and while dating her that I'm responsible for taking care of for me that like one day, in the future, when I finally, you know, get on one knee and, and make that move, it, it's that's the end. It's, it's you can't you can't 
you know, turn it around. So it's best to start addressing issues now. And that's the powerful thing. Of, that's a joy of being single. Yeah, I would have to agree with that, Lee. Um, I think it's an opportunity um, to definitely advance career, calling, purpose, all of these various areas of our lives that we spend so much time in, we can spend the time while we're single more when we are less when we get, you know, together with someone. I will add to that and say, I think it's also a time where you can learn more about yourself. Um, Cause a lot of times what happens, I think is we get so excited to get into these relationships and so excited of dating. The joy of being alone sometimes is just learning what you like to do. What do I like to do just me by myself? Do I like this kind of music? Do I like going to this restaurant before bringing someone else? So I think that's a joy is just getting to know oneself, um, you know, of course, before joining with someone else. But to to different point, and you hit that right on the head, like, a lot of times we fail to realize that like, to your point, like it is a, such a joy to know yourself. And even me being in a relationship, it doesn't negate the fact that I'm still a person and individual because I'm in a relationship. Sure. Right. Like a lot of times people, people get so lost or caught up in the person that they're, that they are with, that they forget, wait, you still have a purpose to fulfill. Mm-hmm. You still have something to do in the world. You still are responsible for so much stuff. So why are you why are you just putting all of your energy into being who that person wants you to be? And like they can't give you identity. You know, it's one thing that I'm going to say, and I know we got to move on with other stuff, but relationally, we have to understand that relationships are only mirrors. Like they're they're. They're, they're only mirrors and magnifying glasses. Like that's the only responsibility of, of relationships. If I don't, if I can't figure out who I am and I can't see myself and be clear about what I want to do, when I get in a relationship, all that person is going to do is expose what I have not dealt with personally. Sure. Come on. Like th- th- that's all they're going to do. And so it's important for me to realize, wait, I need to actually think about and really talk through and understand what Jeff is saying. Like you got to, <laughs> you got to see that, take that joy that said before you and be like, mm, let me, let me figure this stuff out. Let me, let me go to therapy. Let me get some accountability. Let me, you know, deal with some stuff so I can actually be whole by myself. And not think that this person is going to make me whole. Mm. Perfect. That's just the first question And my brother is here I already dropping gems Like Lee When you say that singleness Is an opportunity Not a problem Hey Y'all can go and tweet that right now And then Jeffrey Like slowing it down And let us know that We need to take time To learn about ourselves And so singleness Is a gift I'm married And I love my wife I love all the time That I spent with my wife But because I'm married There are certain things That I can no longer do Or I gotta check in Like There was a time When I played basketball About four or five nights a week Prior to the pandemic But now I can't do that I'm I'm married and I don't I, I don't miss it because now I get to spend time with my wife. But now, you know, things are just different. And so I'm going to keep it 100. We know that singleness can be hard. I don't want to just paint this picture of rainbows and sunshine about your singleness and the joys of it. But there are also some struggles to it as well. So, Jeffrey, we'll start with you. What are some of the struggles of singleness? Sure. Yeah, I think one of the biggest struggles, I think, for singles in our generation 
is, and I'll just, if we can just be real, let's just go ahead and put it out there. Um, I think it is the specifically in Christian singleness is that the purity piece um, is like, how do I still, and I know we're, you know, we're getting into some of the other things we possibly want to talk about, but um, how do I remain pure while being single is really, I think, a challenge. I, we did, a, we did a, uh, a, a survey with the ministry that I lead, and we asked several different young adults the, the same question you just asked me. And 90% of them talked about the relationships that they don't have right now and how they struggle with remaining pure in not being with someone and how that affects their walk with the Lord. So I think those things, the the purity piece is huge. Um, That's number one. Then I think number two, just flat out loneliness. I think it can be lonely sometimes. You know, it can definitely be a struggle because, you know, you want to have somebody to text. You know, we talk about all the time, my phone is dry and ain't nobody texting me. You know, we always hear people talk about that. But, um, and I've been there too, you know, where my phone was just dry and nobody's hitting me up. I'm not getting no DMs on Instagram, nothing. Um, so I think that loneliness and that purity, man, is is huge. Um, that those are some big struggles I think that a lot of a lot of singles deal with, and um, you know, being around that community I think can help counteract that as well. I think the only thing I would add is, is you know, I think in a lot of ways the pandemic exposed a lot of the lack of authenticity in relationships for singles. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the, the big struggles is having true, authentic relationships that are lasting. You know, I, I, I feel really, really blessed in a lot of ways that I've had some friendships in my life that I've had for literally a decade. You know, I'm 27, you know, so I have some friends, there's like two or three of my friends Literally, we live in different parts of the country at this point. We talk every now and then when we can, but for the most part, we are still very connected. We still, anytime we all are in Mississippi, we connect every time. I call them, I was like, hey, let's all get together. Let's all, and it's just like, we go right back and we start having conversations. And we start talking about faith and we start talking about all these different things that's going on in our lives. And that actually is very refreshing. And I think you know, we live in a culture that's driven by social media and perception and, you know, is this acceptable? Is that acceptable? And I think the struggle is for a lot of us who are in singleness is getting distracted by what other people are doing. Like we assume that our friends who post stuff on social media, everything is well with them. Right. You know, they, you know, even pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic, Anytime they posted about the fact that they were in Aruba, you were like, I don't have Aruba money. Okay. <laughs> and you're in Aruba <laughs> and I want to be there. <laughs> like that's, that's disheartening for me. Cause I want to, I want to be where you are. And, or they're posting all these different things and it can become very, very disheartening for somebody who's single to see their friends or people around them look like they're making quote unquote progress. And they're not feeling like they're, making progress in some ways. And especially when, especially with some people, when you, you see your friends and in a year's time, you see them get in a relationship, get married, 
or excuse me, get a relationship, get engaged, get married. And all of a sudden they talk about, oh, we got a kid on the way. And you're like, why? <laughs> why, 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 why is this not happening? You know, and, and, and everybody has different views about how relationships would go. But I think that's one of the big struggles is people seeing, you know, the pandemic is one thing, but also people seeing people looking like they're making progress and they're and them feeling like they're not making progress. Man, Lee, comparison is the, how the adage go. Comparison is a thief of joy. And I remember posing a similar question on Facebook and one of the guys, Jesse, he said, be content in your singleness before you look for contentment in your spouse. If you are not content with Jesus, your spouse will not uh, feel that need. And so I said this in a previous episode, but if this is your first time tuning in, I just want to let you know that getting married is not like this fix all. It's not just going to fix everything and complete you. Only Jesus fixes everything. Only Jesus um, completes everything. And so I just want to say that. And so, guys, um, when you're just thinking about singleness and you're thinking about dating, what does contentment um, look like? I know got to be careful about comparing ourselves because you Lee, you said something good with social media because I was gifted that too. I look on now and I scroll and I see people already, you know, in their houses and I'm still in the apartment. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm so behind. But once again, we really got to be content where God has us knowing that God doesn't run out of blessings. The same God that blessed them is the same God that can bless us. But before I preach that sermon, I want to hand it over to y'all. What does contentment look like in the season of singleness as we're delving deeper into the topic? Yeah, I'll take it back to the to Sunday school. Um, I think contentment in the single season looks like enjoying the time that you have with the Lord. I can't be super profound with that, with it in any other way. Um, do you enjoy spending time in the word? Do you enjoy spending time in prayer? Do you enjoy spending time in worship? Are these things that you actually engage in and put effort into? Um, because I think if they're not, just, just like kind of like what you said, Paul, if I'm not content with the intimacy and the, the exchange that I get with the Holy Spirit, then I will not be, I will not gain anything or won't gain as much from the intimacy that I engage in with that significant other. There has to be a level of exchange that you feel with with the Lord and his spirit um, and being content there. It's almost like if you wanted to build a house, um, the foundation of that house is the most important part of building the house. You can't build the house without the foundation. And if I am building my house and wanting to build a relationship with no foundation of intimacy with the Lord for myself, then I can know I can't put fixtures. I can't put, I can't put drywall up. I can't put anything else up until I first build the foundation for myself with the Lord. Preach, sir. Um, because I know we all want to have, we all want to be successful. We all want the white picket fence. We all want to be able to travel with our loved one and go to different places and enjoy life. But I cannot bring that significant or that other person on until I have my, if I am not rooted in intimacy with the Lord and rooted in, in the scriptures. Um, I can't be any other way than myself in that way. And that's, that's what I believe is profoundly important um, in that single time and being content uh, with the Holy spirit period. So uh, pastor Jeffrey, uh, what's your cash yeah. app? 
<laughs> Take up an offering. That was good. Take up an offering. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the doors of the church are open. Anyways. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. And I, I totally agree. And you, what you said, like, actually reminded me of something is that something we failed to realize is God gave Adam work before he gave him a spouse. Sure. Definitely. He did. He gave That's him. That's good, sir purpose before he gave him Eve. He said, good, I, I need you to tend to the garden. And I think what tends to happen is we are so busy trying to get a person and not figure out what our purpose is. So therefore we don't know what to look for. And see, here's the thing. Relationships, especially in a Christian context, is about multiplication. Your, your spouse is not, it, or your significant other is not to fulfill you. They're there to help you multiply. Mm. The scripture says one puts a thousand, like two puts 10,000. It is about multiplication. And if you don't know yourself enough and don't know who you are in Christ enough and don't know how to operate in the world. And I'm not, I know people are not perfect. Obviously we have, we we're, we're in fallen, uh, 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 we're, we're fallen humans. We, this is why we need Christ. This is why we need, you know, faith and why we need to believe in Jesus but if we don't understand that he's the one that gives identity and he's the one that actually gives us purpose and we have something to fulfill, whether we're in a relationship or not, we will waste a lot of our time trying to figure out who we need to be based on who we're with. And then what if we lose that person? Mm. If you lose that person, that means you don't like whether I'm with my girlfriend or not, I still have a purpose to fulfill. At the end of the day, I will not stand before Jesus with her. I would not stand before Jesus with my mom. I would not stand before Jesus with my dad. My brother nor my sister, I would not stand before. I will stand before him and he will ask me, what did I do? What he put in me to do? And too often people get so so caught up. And, and, and here's the problem. Here's one of the biggest problems. And, and I know this is not what we're talking about, but it is a part of Christian culture to push relationships on people and not push purpose in people. Agree. Listen, listen, Paul and I both, and I don't, I don't know about you, Jeffrey, but but Paul and I both went to Christian universities. And for some reason, it is a part of the Christian university culture to push everybody into getting married and not teaching them how to fulfill purpose. Because if you fulfill purpose first, you'll know what spouse to look for automatically. Listen, listen, you will not get into a place where you think this person is competing with you if you know who you are. Wow. But like this is one of the fundamental problems. And you have people, especially, listen, I love my alma mater, but this, they had this whole thing called ring by spring, which is foolishness. It's, it's, it's utter foolishness. Why are you promoting this idea that, that the only fulfillment I have with being at a four year institution is to get married? That's crazy. That's crazy. That means, that means, that means I got to spend four years trying to find somebody to just, you know, waste thousands of dollars. You can go on Tinder for that. You can go Christian Mingle for that. You can get, you can get an app for that. If, if that's what you're trying to do, if, if it's trying to get with somebody. And, to, and we are doing that to ourselves. And it's, it's been perpetuated in Christian culture. And it's problematic. And the reality is, at the end of the day, 
if we don't do what God called us to do, whether we're in relationship or not, we are going to be held accountable for that. And that's what single people need to hear that, that right now you need to be fulfilling what God called you to do right now. Don't wait till you get a razor right now. Listen, I'm going to say something. going to shut up and let Jeff have the next 45 minutes of <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> before I met my girlfriend, before I met her, I was already doing leading with Lee. I hadn't even met her yet. I, I was I was trying to figure out what was I supposed to be doing. I was kind of talking to people about leadership. I was trying to figure I was I was trying to figure out what I was doing before I met her. All she did was bring more perspective and enhance what I'm doing. She has a different perspective of me and, and actually pushes me to do it better. But it didn't it didn't happen as a result of her. It happened as a result of me knowing myself. And too often that's not happening. So, you know, this that's that's one thing, Paul, you shouldn't ask that question. That's one thing that I get so fired up about because I'm sick of people putting their whole life, determining their whole existence on who they're with and not knowing that God made God made them for something bigger than a person. Mm-hmm. We're made for his glory, not anybody else's. I'm shedding up. Yeah, no, the, the only thing I'll say, because that was that was really uh, a fantastic response. Uh, I love that. The thing that I'll say just to echo that is they're a compliment for a reason. She can't compliment what's not there. I can't come in and and enhance, as you said so eloquently, Lee, and, and help flourish and help to build and help to produce and help to bear fruit in whatever relationship construct that we have. I can't help build that if there's nothing there to begin with. And this especially and this is even for men specifically for men specifically. We are the visionaries in the household. We are the lead in the household. We are the head in the household. And we have to come to the table with the wood. We have to come to the table with the the material so that we can now bring her along and we can work it together. We can burn it together. We can build together. We can't do that if there's nothing, if you're not coming to the table with anything, you know? And I think for guys in specifically guys, I think- their women entrepreneurship is growing at an unprecedented mm-hmm. level right now. Unprecedented level. Specifically, shout out to my African American entrepreneurs because they're growing at a super rate. Um, and sometimes, let's just be honest, bros, that can be intimidating. Come on, keep it real. That can be intimidating because she's got her stuff all together. But we've got to be confident and secure in ourselves to know, oh, no, I bring this and that and this and that and this and that to the table and I'm secure in who I am. So I think it's all of those. You, you can't compliment something that's not there and you got to be secure and confident in what God has called you to do. As you have said, Lee, um, th- those things are vitally important, vitally important. Man, Again, you know, we need to find out Jeffrey Cash app. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm trying to I'm trying to come in here. You preach, man. <laughs> man right I'm trying you, to come in here. You speak, man. I'm just trying to, you know, synthesize what they said and put into some one liners. But it's it's more profound than that. Like Jeffrey just said, like in so many words, like your spouse your or your future spouse with those that are not married yet compliments you, not completes you. Once again, only Jesus does that. And then Lee, like if this mic wasn't new, I would have dropped it when you said God made you for something bigger than just a person. Because I met my wife while I was walking in purpose and doing ministry. So it's not like 
life begins once I'm married or, you know what, I'm going to start doing the ministry when I'm married. And so Mm -hmm. because as as y'all pointed us back to Eden, y'all pointed us back to Genesis, before Adam knew Eve, he knew God. Mm. See, now I got to share my cash app now because that was good. Before (laughs) Adam knew Eve, he knew God. And so this speaks to something that the brothers already said, the foundation to a healthy relationship, the foundation to a healthy dating relationship, the foundation to um, a healthy marriage. It starts and begins with Jesus. And then a quick thing about being married, like just because I'm married, I'm not in this. And with the church, we got to be careful that we don't do this. I'm not in this higher class of Christianity just because I'm married and I got a ring. Get me. Listen, don't right. even make me get mad about that. Okay, there's nothing extra special about me just because I found my help me. God loves and uses me, married Paul, just as much as he uses Lee, just as much as he uses and, and loves Jeffrey. And so I just wanted to say that. And so with Jeffrey being a pastor and having a consultant business and then Lee being a podcaster and a speaker, these guys are doing big things. I know sometimes we, you know, we play it humble, but I'm just going to keep it real. You guys are doing big things because oftentimes we view marriage as, um, as a prize or as a gift, but we fail to see that singleness is just as much of a gift. And so Lee, I want to start with you. Like, what does that look like to maximize this season of singleness to maximize this gift of singleness the way we maximize it is something that jeff has been saying the whole time is you gotta know who you are in god like the 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 at the end of the day the way we we really really maximize is doing is fulfilling what god has called us to do fulfilling purpose what whatever that looks like and for some people, it may be ministry. For some people, it's business. For some people, it's nursing. For some people, it is uh, consulting and advising. For some people, it's running for office. And for some people, it's, you know, di- it looks different ways. But the more you spend time with him, the more you find out about yourself and the more you figure out what he's called you to do. And the way and the way he does that, it all works in, 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 in uh, collaboration. And, you know... I, I'm of this thought too. I know some believers may not feel strongly about this, but you know, I, I, I think it's important for believers, especially, and I think this is probably a growing thing among people in our generation, is for some of some of these single folks need to go to therapy. Let, let's be real about it. Come on. There's some of y'all, the reason why you are single is because you actually need to go talk to somebody about your issues because for some reason you don't know how to actually deal with your issues in relationships. All relationships do is is expose what's already there. So if you haven't gotten in therapy or started talking to somebody about your issues, you're missing an opportunity in your singleness to actually deal with some stuff. Prime example, I'm just, I always use me as an example right before i started dating brie uh i was in a relationship or i mean our relationship lasted like two or three weeks but like literally i had been talking to this girl for like six or seven months you know getting a run around and it was doing something to my heart and my emotional health and my belief in myself like i really felt like i was being dragged along for in a lot of ways for no reason like 
I'm being very clear. I'm, you know, trying to honor you. I'm trying to respect where you see things. I'm just asking where, where, what is this, where is this going? Right. And after that relationship ended, I was, I realized there was a lot of undealt with resentment, hurt, Mm -hmm. uh, things that happened in my childhood that I had not reconciled with. And I was like, okay, you need to do several things. Number one, you need to take it in prayer. Secondly, you need to go to therapy because because you need to talk to somebody. You need to get a a, a trained professional's idea or, or a, a trained professional's uh, uh, view and perspective about this issue, these issues that you're saying that you're having. And then also, you need to actually start to reveal things to close friends of yours that love you unconditionally. And so what began to happen is this was happening right before I met Bree. Literally, it starts happening in a circle for me. I start, I start going to therapy. I start, I start realizing that I was saying things in therapy. And my, then I, those realizations led to me praying about certain things that I had never prayed about. Just, just never prayed about it because I didn't, I didn't know it was an issue. I didn't realize it was an issue. And then I started having courageous conversations with friends that I knew loved me, that was connected to me, that people that 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 they weren't conditional friendships. They love me because they love me and not because of what I can do for them. I, yeah. I start having those conversations with those individuals. And then that led to me doing these, this thing over and over and over. And I started experiencing healing in a way that I have never experienced healing before. That's good. But, but I digress. Yeah, no, that everything you said, um, I echo it. And I will say this in addition to you mentioned that at, there came a point in your in your life where you were leaning on community and you said, hey, you know, I'm getting with my friends. I'm having these conversations. That's what I will say in terms of the um, maxim, maximization of the singleness. You have to to embrace and get everything out of the community that you can. We are in such a culture that is individualized. Western culture is more individualized than any other culture, period. Eastern culture, not as much. They're very much communal. But we are so much, okay, well, you start your business, you do this for you, and you, uh, uh, one million, one million ways to get one million followers, all of this types of stuff, me, 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 me. But it's called the body of Christ for a reason, because I'm, I'm attached to you, you are attached to me. We are working this thing together. And so if I'm not operating in community with other people, if I'm not flourishing in community, even in my single period, there are things that I will miss. Um, There is various things that the Lord spoke in context of community in Matthew 26, I believe. When they were in uh, when they were in communion and they had communion of the Lord's body and of the of his blood, which was the wine. One thing that came out in the context of community was the Lord's will, because Jesus says, hey, Judas is going to betray me. That was God's will for that particular situation. So what do we then miss as a result of sometimes not being in community? We miss the will of God being spoken and being introduced to our lives by someone who may have never even have been in our space. So we've got to you've got to get yourself in community that will help maximize your your singleness because you just never know 
what truth can come out of the person sitting next to you that directly pertains and can penetrate your purpose in your life. In other words, go to church, y'all. <laughs> because we find Listen. come on now we find a lot of those friendships a lot of those relationships we find that common unity that community being a part of the body of christ being a part of the local body of christ expressed through your local church so a lot of that what lee and what jeffrey is talking about you can find that in the church and so i just want to encourage y'all to maximize for those listening and you're single maximize your singleness Y'all, I don't say this to brag. I say this just to to prove a point. Like while I was single, I started a ministry called Lighthouse Ministry that still goes on to this day. Even though I'm not there, still goes on to this day. I got my master's. Appreciate that, Lee. I got my master's of divinity from seminary while being single. I was dating, but, you know, still single. I paid off my car. I did solo road trips. Uh, Once again, discovering what what I like to do. And even some guys tripped um, to watch basketball games. I enjoyed I maximize and I embrace my season of singleness and I want to encourage you to do the same. But on the other hand, as being the married person here, I also embrace, I enjoy uh, my season of marriage. And so the point of this entire relationship series is not to highlight marriage over singleness and it's not to highlight singleness over marriage. It's to show that both are gifts from God. There's um, beauty in both. There's joy in both. And there's also struggles in both. And so Kind of skipping ahead to next week, I'm going to bring in some people and we're going to talk about um, some red flags in relationships. And when I say red flags, what comes to your mind first, Jeffrey? We'll start with you. Red flags in relationships. <laughs> yeah, that that's such a great question. Um, red flags. I think one thing that's that I've noticed even in my whole time of dating uh is your inability to respect my boundary. Uh, to me, that is a huge red flag because not only do you, not only do you, are you disrespecting my boundary, you're inherently disrespecting me as a person. That's a huge one. Okay. That's number one. Number two is, and I'll mention this. I mentioned this earlier in this episode. We get so excited to get into these relationships sometimes. And I've been a victim, okay? Super excited. Oh, man, she loves the Lord. This is awesome. I love the Lord. This is great. But we are incompatible. We are unequally yoked. We are not even really supposed to be together. This is not God's plan. And so I think there are some things like you have to ask yourself, do our purposes align? Do our passions align? Do our priorities align? Do all of these things come together? Because you can kind of see the compatibility issues. If this person, uh, although she may love the Lord, although he may love the Lord, if you all have different perspectives theologically um, about some certain hot button issues that could cause friction in the marriage later, if you if you were to get married, that is something to pay attention to. So I think you got to look at um, priorities, purpose, uh, uh, passions. These things are important. And the compatibility, all important. If you are not compatible, don't try to force it. Don't try to force it. Because I think this, like we talked about before, the social media pushes us. And I'll talk even just a little bit about social media. We've, you've got to, to the listeners, please, 
if you if you're a Bible believing Christian, and even if you're not, I encourage you to do this. When you're looking at the social media memes and the quotes, please measure them up against the word of God. Come on, please. Because what, what's happening is we are getting our standards and we are getting our green lights about relationships from memes that are not rooted in biblical doctrine. And so now what you think is Bible is really not Bible. What you think is fact is really not fact. It just sounds really good. It's a great platitude. It's a great one liner. So we've got to we've got to measure ourselves, measure our standards and measure what we're looking off, looking for based off of the word. And I can come from that place because that's something that I've done and, and have gotten caught in that trap. And I think it's so easy to get caught there. But we have to do that and realize, OK, what what does this say up against the word of God? How does this measure up? Because therein lies you will be able to see. Oh, yeah, that's a red light. The reason you can't see the red light is because you don't even have a standard by which to measure that red light off of. You got to have a standard to measure it. We don't have standards right now. (laughs) This generation don't have standards. So anything goes. And that's the problem. And just to to add that you're talking about compatibility. And like I say this with grace, but the Bible talks about this. If you're having sex, that's going to complicate and confuse you. And that's going to cause you to miss out on things because of that soul tie that's being developed. And so Jesus doesn't tell us, hey, don't have sex because he's being mean. No, he tells us that so we can protect our heart. He tells us that so we can prevent these issues from down the line. Because a lot of times, just because somebody is, quote unquote, compatible with you in bed, don't mean they're compatible with you in life and in purpose. And so once again, got to be careful about having sex outside of marriage because it will begin to develop unhealthy soul ties. So when it comes time, when you when you feel like the Lord is leading you to break off this conversation, you can't because you're still stuck in your flesh. Mm. Wow. 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 Uh, (laughs) Wow. Listen. I ain't gonna get Listen. no amens on that one. I might need a bodyguard after this, but we got we have to keep it real. A couple of episodes ago, uh, we talked about dating one on one with uh your brother, your blood brother, Jordan Scott, and his girlfriend yes, Keith. I saw that. And so, yeah, that was a very dope episode. They did a phenomenal job. And so I want to ask you guys, what is your just maybe just like one thought, your best dating advice? Because dating is a dangerous game because hearts are at stake. And so, Lee, we'll start with you. And then, of course, Jeffrey, I uh, want you to chime in. with this your best dating advice before we land this plane? And I have two things that come to mind. One, one thing I think for most people when it comes to dating is you did be – I think it's super important to be clear about your intentions. You know, the, the, more, the more clear you are, the more um, – going back to Jeffrey's point, more boundaries you can set, right? If, if – if, I say to a young woman, or even when I say to my girlfriend, you know, hey, I want to take you out to dinner. It needs to be, I'm just taking you out to dinner. Not, you know, not not creating other stuff as the night goes on because I just want to, you know, prolong the time or take away from the fact that I'm that I'm not being a person of my word. See, the thing about integrity is doing what you say you want to do, what you're going to do. That 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 that's the most important thing. And so I think. That's one thing is 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 being clear about your intentions in that process of dating. I think another uh, thing is um, be willing to have fun. You know, I think 
I think particularly in Christian circles, there's so much pressure to find a spouse that people forget that like, if you don't enjoy this person, if you don't like being around them, (laughs) if, if you, you know, you just don't like who they are, it's going to suck for you if you just, you know, like, like you actually need to have fun with this person. Like, like you actually have to see yourself. Hey, I can go on church with them. Like I, I can see, my, and, and I know this is, this may be a little bit graphic what I'm about to say, but at some point you ain't, you're not going to be able to do certain things. Okay. Sex, sex can't suspend, can't, sex will not sustain your marriage. Let's be clear about that. It, it, it will not. It, there's a certain point in your life that because of age and because of life, I mean, just the realities of you getting older, sex will not sustain your marriage. You got to truly enjoy being around this person. And if you can't see yourself enjoying being around this person 50 or 60 years from now, you might need to reevaluate how you're approaching dating. If you focus, if you do be more intentional about having fun, if it doesn't work out, you're going to be fine. It's not the end of work if it doesn't work out. At least you had fun. And you learned something about yourself. Like dating is a learning process. It's about you learning about yourself and learning about other people. And so that's all I would give as far as that's concerned. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Definitely agree with all of that, specifically about learning. Um, You make the best decisions with the most information. Now, granted, are we always going to be able to get all the information about a particular thing or person in a given context or moment? Probably not. But I like to think about dating as collecting data. You are just collecting information. Um, And so the best thing to do is just continue to seek out learning opportunities with this person, whatever that looks like. Um, And I think once you if you are pleased with the information that you have throughout the dating process, then okay, let's talk about maybe moving forward in some other type of way. But until you have the a decent amount of information that you can make a, a very educated decision off of, then I don't think it would be smart to, of course, go to that next place. And like my brother Lee said, just enjoy it. Enjoy the time. Enjoy hanging out. Enjoy watching movies and and Netflix, not Netflix and chilling. Okay, okay. Let's actually watch the movie. Okay, let's watch the movie, please. Golly, you know, just enjoy watching the movie. All right, and uh, just have fun and and enjoy it because I think that's that's what uh, there is no biblical standard in in a sense for dating. Like the Bible does not specifically talk about dating, so we kind of have to just be use wisdom. Um, but enjoy in the most Christian way that you can. Man, all that is so good. I know I say that a lot, but y'all keep saying good stuff. So I keep saying that, man. I got to uh, Google another word for good because y'all are dropping gems today. And uh, how can singles go from surviving to thriving during this particular season that we call singleness? Yeah, love the question. You go to surviving from surviving to thriving in your singleness by relying on the Holy Spirit to tell you what to do next. 
um, to tell you who to engage next, to tell you what project to pursue, what avenue of ministry or whatever avenue of calling to pursue. That is how you go from surviving to thriving. And like I said already, um, build that intimacy with the Holy Spirit, build that closeness and connection uh, so that when you do, if you do choose today or go into relationship, you have that firm foundation. I mean, he always gives the greatest answers. Uh, I will also say is um, you thrive in, you thrive actually in how much you know about you. And I think the more you know about yourself, the more self-aware you are, the better you are at functioning and operating in the world. And I think that that's super important for people to actually take time to know themselves and know who they are in Christ and know what they're called to do and know what they are here to fulfill in the earth so that they can constantly just continue to build, continue to grow, continue to flourish and continue to bring forth whatever is in them because that's their greatest responsibility is to fulfill the things that God has put your hand to do. He will give you the seed, but you got to do the planting. You got to, you got to till that ground. You got to, you have to do all the, the work part is on you. And what he would do is just keep watering it when you do the work. And so that's what I would say to single people. Fellas, y'all have provided a lot of valuable content from my dear listener. And it's my goal, my heart and my prayer that every listener won't just survive in their relationships or in their singleness, but they that they that they would thrive. That's really um, the heart behind this. And fellas, before we let y'all go, Lee, we'll start with you. We'll tell the people what's the latest thing that you're working on and how can they connect with you? And I'll be sure to leave all this information in the show notes. The way people can connect with me, um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Lee A. Scott II. It's really Lee A. Scott II. Um, they can connect with me. Um, that way, I'm always posting things about leadership, posting things about the podcast and blog. If they uh, they can also subscribe to Leading with Lee. Um, around the time this episode is coming out, I will be um, having an episode of Leading with Lee where I'm talking to a good friend of mine. Um, he runs this great organization called Black Coalition, uh, where he, he really focuses on I'm talking to black uh, people about legacy, how to create um, different things like that. And so uh, this episode of Leading with Lee is called... Um, uh, uh, vision and legacy. And so um, this season on leading will be focusing a lot on career development, um, career advancement, people trying to figure out who they are. And also um, the main place to see leading, if you don't particularly look at podcasts, but you do have access to YouTube, definitely subscribe on YouTube. It is Leading With Lee. Um, you can watch um, the episodes. Um, and even I would encourage people to go back and watch the first season. There's a lot of great content and great, great uh, conversations that I've had. So they can connect with me on social media at Lee A. Scott and um, subscribe to uh, Leading with Lee. Definitely cool. Cool. Perfect. Um, for me, uh, you can hit me up on Instagram at GVD2. That's two eyes. GVD2. Um, of course, we're doing the uh, continuing with the consulting with ministries and leadership organizations. That's my heart. So that's what we're continuing to do. Um, but I do actually have on March the 18th, which is uh, Thursday, I'm going to be doing some teaching um, on various topics that you will want to tune into um, on Facebook 
It's going to be on Facebook Live. Um, my Facebook is Jeffrey V. Dudley II. Um, and so you'll want to uh, tune into that. There are going to be some great teachings that you're going to want to apply to your life. Um, and we'll have some Zoom room sessions as well. So you get to meet new people and connect and uh, have community also. So that's going to be March 18th. So be on my Facebook and uh, Instagram for those things that are happening. Um, and then we'll be going from there. Paul, I appreciate you, man. Most definitely. Jeffrey and Lee, like I say this with sincerity, thank you so much for joining the show today. Like, I really appreciate um, your time. I don't take that for granted. And to the person that's listening, thank you so much for tuning in today. I really hope that this episode has blessed you and ask that you would text this episode link to a couple of friends and encourage them. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to Real People Real Talk. I'm so glad that you are here. Feel free to go back and binge listen to this relationship series that kicked off in February. And feel free to go back even further. There's plenty of good content to binge on, even starting way back in May of 2020. Lastly, since this episode is a part of the relationship series, we're ending with a portion of a song by J.E. White called Fall in Love. I'll leave that link in the show notes so you can enjoy this song in its entirety. Now go be all that God has called you to be. Bye.